Hi everyone! As promised, this week I'm going to talk about the book for our work week.、Um, I mentioned in I think some episodes ago about how I wanted to read this book so bad because I heard from another podcast, and I feel like this is a very interesting idea, and that's why I want to read more about it. And yeah, so. I'm going to share with you guys some takeaways or some reflections after I've read this book. Before I jump into the content, I just want to share with you how I found this book. I actually found this book online. I just actually googled the Four Hour Work Week PDF free, and it showed up in the、uh, search result, and it's like one of the top results. And so what I'm trying to Get at is that it's actually so easy to find a book online without actually purchasing it. I know it sounds kind of bad, but it's actually very useful. And because you can actually just read a book without buying it, and there's no excuse to not read a book anymore. And so yeah, I actually find also quite a few books that I want to read, and they just magically showed up free online. And so. If you want to read some books, probably you can just try to Google the PDF version, and maybe who knows, it will appear in the search result, and you don't have to actually purchase it. Anyway, let's jump into this week's topic, which is the four-hour work week. And so this book actually touches upon different themes in life. For example, how to find your goal, how to pursue your goal, and How to become effective when you work, or how to build a business. There are different themes that helps you to just grow as a person and to become the person you want to be. And so I find this book very interesting and helpful at the same time. And therefore, I would like to just share some takeaways, and probably you will find it insightful and helpful as well. And yeah, so I'm just going to first of all reiterate the concept I propose, and just give you a background information or the context, and then I'll just go into one of the themes, and probably I'll talk about other themes later. But one of the themes is about pursuing a goal, and that's the theme I would like to focus on, and probably resonates with me the most at this stage of life. And so yeah. I'm just going to tell you now how this book talks about the idea of new rich. If you haven't heard about it already, in this book he tries to talk about two ideas: the new rich and the deferrer. Essentially, he's just trying to help us become new rich that is able to live a life that is happy and probably desirable and ideal. And So the new rich is the type of people that is able to free himself or herself from work to achieve the work lifestyle of just four hours per week, and not necessarily have to go to work every day, and to defer its ideal lifestyle or ideal activity to the weekends, because he feel like that's what. General social norm is forcing us to do, to work very hard on weekdays and to hope for a weekend that 
probably allows you to do something that you genuinely want to do. And so he said that there's no way that we should sacrifice so much in order to just get like a day or two for fun, but we should try to optimize for happiness and for a life that we want to live. So. Yeah, he's just trying to say how you can achieve the life of a new rich, which actually he says it's by working on different themes of your life, how to discover your goal or your ideal life, and how to work towards it, and how to be effective when you're working, and then how to build your own business so that you can rely on it and become financially free, potentially. And yeah, and so he's. The whole book is surrounding the idea that everyone can become the new rich and live a life you want to live. First, he talks about some narratives that are very common among society these days.、Um, the narratives that made people diverse rather than the new rich.、Um, one of which is that. Let me quote. Somewhere between college graduation and your second job, a chorus enters your internal dialogue. Be realistic and stop pretending. Life isn't like the movies. Yeah, and so what he says here is that somehow, somehow after you graduate, and so after you graduate, you would feel like you have to be realistic and find a job that allows you to earn a decent. Um, income so that you can, for example, pay off your student debt if you have, and to allow yourself to be financially independent from your parents, and then per- perhaps to get married and later to have kids and to be able to afford the mortgage for your、um, flat in the future. Yeah, and so this makes people. Realistic and no longer think about the ideal lifestyle or the goal that they want to achieve when they're small, and that's the one of the problems he identified. And the second of all is about, as actually happens usually after people started working. He says, "This is how most people work until death. I'll just work until I have X dollars and then do what I want." But if you don't define the what I want alternate activities, the X figure will increase indefinitely to avoid the fear-inducing uncertainty of this void. That's true. I think that's very true. Usually, people may say, "Oh, I just want to continue working because、I、have an X," and which means that probably people are giving a lot of. Excuses for themselves, so they can stick to what they're doing, because they are scared about how they would fail in the future if they stop doing this job, and that's why they're deferring their happiness for the current suffering or torture they're experiencing in their job. And this is very common. I feel like this is very common amongst people with a decent pay. For example, lawyers or bankers, these types of people—they're just—they just want to get a job that allows them to earn a lot of income, but have a very miserable 
applied for like ten to twenty years, and they feel like after they have worked ten to twenty years, they will be able to、uh, save up a lot and be able to just eat off from that that money and able to live happily in like some suburb and have a really nice house and live、uh, in a very laid back lifestyle, probably. And he actually tried to、um, try to counter this narrative by saying that if you're actually the type of person that works a lot, you probably cannot stand the laid-back lifestyle and probably wants to go back to work. And therefore, there's no point of deferring because ultimately you would just not like the laid-back lifestyle and want to go back to some intense work that gives you meaning. Another counter argument for this、um, suggestion is that sometimes people just keep on working and working, and they don't want to stop because they actually gain satisfaction from the status or from the money, and so they they would just forget about their ideal life and keep on torturing themselves in this unhealthy work relationship. And yeah, so he identified two main struggles or problems that are common amongst the modern lifestyle, modern people. And so he's suggesting that everyone should have unrealistic goal, unrealistic goal that allow them to dream big, because he says the level of competition is very fierce for a realistic goal, paradoxically making them the most time and energy consuming. And if we take a look at the secondary education, the public examination we have to take before going into university, that's one of those realistic goals, the goals that seem very reasonable and the goal that everyone wants to achieve. Because if you pass that universe, if you pass that、uh, public examination, you'll be able to go to university and then get a decent job and then get a life that. Is happy and successful, blah blah blah, and so everyone wants to pursue it. And since everyone's pursuing it, the competition is the fiercest, and it will be very time-consuming and energy-consuming because you know not everyone's suitable for this、um, exam, and some people might have talents and strengths in other areas. But since everyone's trying to participate and trying to compete in this exam, it would be very Tiring, and it would be exhausting for some of those who are who are not very suitable for this examination. And so he's suggesting that perhaps we can find alternate goals that are unrealistic. And since everyone's so obsessed with the realistic goals, perhaps unrealistic goals might actually be easier. For example, if we took take a look at、um, some. Career paths, for example, if you want to become a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, or a teacher, these are very realistic goals, and people actually wants everyone wants to get into these fields, and so everyone has to work very hard and to have a lot of job interviews to get good grades to be able to. Uh, land on one of those jobs. However, if you take a look at the unrealistic goals, for example, 
founding a company or having your own startup. Probably there are not a lot of people doing it, but those who are doing it, they're very likely to succeed because they have not many competitors. They are they're able to be the pioneer in those areas, and so they're more likely to succeed. They're in an environment that is that allows them to develop their ideas and to run a lot of experiments and have a lot of errors, but still they're able to have a successful business at the end. And therefore, unrealistic goals may actually be easier for people. And so it's okay to have some unrealistic goals. For example, it doesn't necessarily have to be career-related. For example, your goal is to be able to travel around the world and perhaps visit a new country every every month. This may sound very unrealistic because you you think it would need a lot of money and a lot of free time, but equivalent realistic goals is probably I want to become. A lawyer, so that I will be paid a lot, and I will have、uh, the freedom to travel after I become like a senior lawyer, and I'll be able to just travel because I don't. I will be able to manage my own time, and I will not be constrained by all those junior lawyers'、um, chores or tasks. And yeah, by then I'll be able to have. The time to myself and travel every week, yeah. And so, if you notice, you're actually trying to、um, cover your unrealistic goals with realistic, realistically difficult goals, because there are many, many ways for you to achieve the unrealistic goal of traveling every month. But you're trying to adopt, or you're trying to find this very difficult path to achieve it, and you've. You try to label this realistic path by saying it's very practical. In fact, it is just very difficult, or you need to have extra energy to achieve that. Here, the author is trying to expand our mind a bit and try to invite us to look for ways that are unconventional that might help you to be able to lead a life that makes you happy. But I guess before that, there are. More important questions or tasks that we have to ask ourselves, or we have to do before、um, jumping into that、um, goal-pursuing lifestyle, and which is that how to identify your aspirations. And I find that is actually kind of difficult. Perhaps it's very easy when we're very small. We're asked, "What is your dream job?" or What is your aspiration? And we can just say, "Oh, we want to be a doctor, or we want to travel around the world. We want to be a YouTuber." That may be very easy when we're small, but now that we grow older, it's like we have so many constraints and、um, imposed values that we find it very difficult to identify our own goal. And so. He- The book put together some questions. After you answer these questions, you will be able to identify your goals and to understand what you want. And yeah, so I'll just share with you some of those questions. Perhaps you will have come to your own answer and understand what you want a bit more. 
Firstly, here are three questions. First, how has being realistic or responsible kept you from the life you want? Second, how has doing what you should resulted in subpar experiences or regrets for not having done something else? Third, look at what you're currently doing and ask yourself, what would happen if I did the opposite of the people around me? What will I sacrifice if I continue on this track for 5, 10, or 20 years? Now pause for a second and think about the answers to these questions. Okay, here is the second part. 1. Define your nightmare, the absolute worst that could happen if you did what you're considering. 2. What steps could you take to repair the damage or get things back on track, even if temporarily? 3. What are the outcomes or benefits, both temporary and permanent, of more probable scenarios? 4. If you were fired from your job today, what would you do to get things under financial control? 5. What are you putting off out of fear? 6. What is causing you financially, emotionally, and physically to postpone actions? 7. What are you waiting for? Again, pause and think about the answers to these questions. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm quite hopeful and motivated to pursue the goals that I want to pursue. And I think these questions just help me identify clearly what goals I actually have and what things I want to genuinely do rather than the things that society has taught me to pursue. Probably one of the takeaway or one of the homework that we all should have is to just constantly reflect on the goals or the dreams that we have and try to actively realize them. However, apart from all these useful information and inspiring insights, I feel like I also have some um, thoughts that perhaps may be a challenge to all these ideas. And I would like to address them one by one. Firstly, you may say that I'm still very young and I don't really know what I want. It's very difficult to think about this life goal when I have just around 20 years of life experiences. And I'm very scared to give you like a definite answer. One of the solutions or one of the advice that I would give to this opinion and possibly to myself is that it's okay. You can just go ahead with what you want at this stage. And it's okay to have some uncomprehensive opinions or goals about your life because um, these opinions will definitely change over time. The, the older you grow, probably the more different your goals would be. We can always go back to change our life goal and we can always be able to just um, dif uh, differ from what we're doing at this stage. No one's forcing you to commit on one goal for the entire life. 
And so if you find a goal that's worth it at this stage, then you can go ahead because we wouldn't always know for sure what we want and what we want often change over time. So if we know what we want to do at this stage, just go ahead and stop being scared. No one can predict the future and what you can do at this stage is to do what's what you know best. And that means to pursue the goal you want now. Um, the second criticism is that it may be a bit selfish to not be a doctor, not be a teacher, and to just live a life you want. It's not very altruistic to just consider your own interest and happiness, but ignore ways to contribute or to give back to society. I guess a possible reply to this criticism is that there's more than one way to contribute and give back to society and you don't have to connect the two ideas together because even if you want to be altruistic, you don't really have to get a job that allows you to be altruistic because there are multiple ways. For example, you can donate money to a charity, you can do some voluntary work every now and then. These may be ways that allows you to fulfill your ambition or your desire to help and it, and all these four-hour work week notions doesn't prohibit you from doing so. And in fact, it gives you more freedom to pursue things that you want. And so if voluntary work and being altruistic is one of those, then you'll have more free time to do it. And so there is no obligation for you to be bound by the notion of altruism and sacrifice all your free time for a job that might actually bring you more suffering rather than altruistic experience. Apart from that, I guess another possible challenge that I can think of is about the conflict with the movie Soul. I don't know if everyone has watched the movie and if not, I totally recommend all of you to watch it. But if you haven't watched it, probably you want to fast forward for like 15 seconds or so, maybe 30 seconds to skip this part. In one of the scenes, there is a barber who says that he actually was trying to become a teacher when he graduated, but because because of his family circumstance, he's not able to uh, afford the degree to become a teacher. Instead, he had to be a barber and earn the money for his family. But he says that he's still very happy and he enjoys the experience of being a barber and he's very satisfied. And so I was thinking, this guy, he is not able to live the life he wants to live, but he is still very happy after all. Then is the notion of goal pursuing true? Because even if we're not achieving what we want, we can still be happy. And so perhaps we don't really have to actively pursue our goal. But when I try to reconcile between the two, I feel like the difference is that the barber is very satisfied with his current position. And perhaps what the four hour work week is saying, some people are not very satisfied. And for those who are not satisfied, then they probably should change their situation to actively pursue their goal. However, for those who are satisfied, then it's okay because that's what you want at the stage. And as this book says, 
we always have to stick to things that we want、um, at this moment. And since he wants to be a barber, then probably he can stick to being a barber. And so I think that may be one of the ways to reconcile the two ideas. And at the same time, I feel like what Soul is trying to say is to enjoy the process, even if. It's not going the way you want. Probably you will find something interesting along the way. Perhaps we may not be able to genuinely achieve or become successful at what we want, but the process may be fun and it may be still rewarding. And so, if our goal pursuit doesn't end very well, the process is still very happy and we're still able to gain a lot from our process. Um, that's pretty much it for this episode. I feel like there are a lot of content and a lot of information in this episode, and so probably we all need some time to process it. Yeah, but I feel like, of course, being a Gen Z and being a millennial means that probably we have a lot of struggles with our position in life at this stage, and perhaps it might be useful to just、um, read different books. Watch different movies, listen to different podcasts, and try to gain some perspective from different people. And I hope that it might also be a bit helpful for you. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.